Welcome to the first episode of the podcast, Art Spoken, produced by the Athens Area Council for the Arts. This is G. David Brown, your host for this inaugural podcast. And my guest here today is Bailey Dufty. Welcome, Bailey. Good to have you with us. We were last together when uh, I directed and you uh, were part of the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. So that was pre-COVID and it's uh, uh, good to be with you today. We're going to talk about Bailey's music and his involvement in recording with music and particularly his uh, current project that he is uh, working on doing the soundtrack for uh, a local film producer. We'll talk a little bit more about that project, but uh, Bailey, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, uh, I'm Bailey Dufty. Uh, I live around Athens. I I live in Nyota, actually. It's itty bitty teeny tiny place uh and yeah i've been uh i've been playing music for a pretty healthy chunk of my life and i've been uh composing for a little while and um yeah thanks for having me i'm glad to be here you are a a member of uh, dreams of king tell us a little bit about the band yeah so i am in a band with my three brother with my two brothers uh, Dreams of Kings. Um, we've been playing for 10 years, I think. And uh, actually, yeah, actually, we're we're uh, practicing for a gig. I've got to go practice for it right after this, actually. <laughs> but uh, we like we, we play all sorts of uh, basically anything that catches our fancy. We uh, we write our own stuff. And um, yeah. So even in COVID times, if you're practicing for a gig, you have a gig, and uh, I guess I'm sure you, I know you all play in church, and uh, sounds like you're doing some some more work uh, in addition to that. That That's great. You, uh, you Your band has been together for 10 years. How long have you been composing music? Well, uh, that's somewhat of a recent development, I guess. Um, so I, I, I started playing drums, uh, a long time ago. I can't, I can't, I don't remember how long. And, um, my brothers, they picked up their favorite instruments and we started our band and, uh, I didn't start composing until maybe a year or two ago. Uh, what got me started actually, it was, um, so, do you know what uh, tabletop role-playing games are? Um, Not really. So, that's fine. Okay, so it's basically Dungeons and Dragons. Gotcha. Right. So, uh, we started playing those. We got interested in those. And, uh, you know, it, it's basically like you're, you're doing a little play in and of itself. Uh and we needed music, you know. So, so you go, you go to like Spotify or somewhere, and you find a, like a a good playlist for an RPG, and, and that's cool and everything. That's fun, but uh, I I never liked totally what what we'd always come up with. So I started thinking I needed to, you know, write a write a score for an RPG campaign and all that. So that's kind of what got me started on that. 
and I, I still do that. I'm, I'm working on some now, actually. And um, uh, I have a friend who works here, Jedi Gable, you know, Jedi Gable, and uh, he asked me to uh, compose for a film of his that he's he was working on, which uh, is technically on hiatus, but. Uh, then he, he got me on another project, which is, uh, Mandy Chambers, and, um, I composed for that, so, and, uh, I'm working on other, I'm working on ideas for another project he's got going, but I'm not gonna say anything about that, I don't know what's allowed to be said there, so, <laughs> so yeah. So it sounds like you've got about uh, three different uh, projects in various stages of development. And um, when, when uh, someone, and I understand the, the Jedi Project, which I believe is on uh, uh, COVID uh, pause, uh, I, I, is my guess, um, that, that is a film. Uh, when when a filmmaker such as Jedi uh, approaches you uh, with with an idea, what what's some of the first things uh, that you you want to know and and you want to do uh, to start that process of composition? Well, uh, of course, this seems obvious at this point, but. I, I'd like to see the script as early as I can. And um, any extra info you can give me about characters, where they're going to be, things like that, you know. Um, that way I can really start getting inside these characters and these themes so I can start putting together uh, pieces which are you know called late motifs into the music uh, that recur and kind of uh, call forth what a person might be thinking about when they see these characters. It can it can say some things about characters and places that you can't simply through exposition or dialogue. So the uh, first thing I definitely want is script, some character info. Uh, and I, I assume this is, you know, before anything is filmed, you know, so that those are definitely the, t my two top. So you would, um, want to focus on character development, uh, as expressed in, in the music and take that, uh, those pieces to form your, your, the gestalt or the whole of, of the composition. How... How much time do you typically spend on a a score? I, I know uh, uh, <clears throat> a video project. When we think of video project, we think of a two-hour movie. Uh, I I'm going to venture to guess that that's not what you're dealing with now. But uh, I, I would also guess even a twenty to uh, thirty-minute independent film would take many hours of time involved in uh, not only putting that part of the project together, but uh, many hours involved in in composing a sound score. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. It's, it can be so varied 
when you're when you're putting things together like for sure with the uh the actual initial composition where you're jotting down like a mock sheet or something um sometimes you uh sometimes you hear exactly what you want immediately <laughs> and sometimes you just have to just have to go through idea after idea after idea and you're like it's almost right it's almost there but then it's just so i i guess that depends on how quickly you're feeling what you need to feel and hearing what you need to hear but for sure in the initial composition stage that that could if conditions are right you could do that in a in a, in a week or if you're being fought the whole time with your brain you know it's just like no this isn't right this isn't right this isn't right it can be several months of uh working on it for a few hours a day you know what i mean in terms of actual production that's uh you know if you're getting people together to record you know if you can't find people to record if you're just working off of uh uh samples or midi or whatever uh that that's a that's a little more predictable thankfully unless you know there's like a, a ghost in the system there's, there always seems to be something that's going to go a little bit wrong with your uh tech uh you know that well <laughs> you could a good like a good like 30 minute okay so mandy chambers was 35 36 minutes i think once i got the edit that took a, a month or two, maybe, right? Yeah, like so, let's say two months. So, right. And one of my early video projects, that final product was twelve minutes long, and I probably spent eighty hours on it, <laughs> uh, not counting the recording of the of the footage that I used to compile the the. Uh, the product um so i guess the answer is five minutes to a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> but if you're being paid probably not a lifetime <laughs> what uh what you've mentioned a couple of um uh, you've mentioned mandy chambers uh, and I, i'm assuming that's an independent uh, product uh uh, and you've done work for uh, some other work for Jedi and, and RPG uh, uh, games. Um, what other, do you have some other specific music that you've composed projects for? Uh, well, uh, uh, other than, you know, films, RPGs, things like that, uh, really the only other place i write and compose would be for our band dreams of kings we'll uh we'll we're, we write a lot of our own songs and things like that um so it, in that respect it's it's nice to uh get a lot more feedback from my brothers because they of course help with all the writing for the band um it's not like uh, I'm not the primary writer or anything. It's pretty much equal three ways. Um, and I, I must say, this is another reason that composing has sure, like that's really taken root with me is 
man, I just, I cannot write lyrics. But my both my brothers are just like, they are fantastic. Wordsmiths, I guess you'd say. <laughs> like, if I had to write a whole album of songs just myself, I don't know what I'd, what I'd write about in words, you know what I mean? I just, lyrics are not my forte, so I'm... I'm thankful that I've got people surround that surround me that uh you know that's definitely their forte. I well, realize that wasn't the question either, but hey, we sure got there. <laughs> it it did and and I would think most of these projects are a collaboration and especially for the lyrically challenged. So um it's it's good you have that support uh system when when you um take that um idea that's been floating in your mind and you you start putting it down on tracks and yes that is what i'm hearing uh, that i heard in my mind and, and uh, what's the process of getting it to somebody like um, jedi for uh, um, how many times are you you're going to work on it before you feel comfortable in saying Take a listen to this, uh, and I'm not talking about the final product, but just the rough draft. I mean, uh, I guess you have several rough draft versions before you get to a, a final cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, there's, uh, I know, uh, for me, it can be difficult because I'm a bit of a perfectionist with certain things, so I sometimes I really have to be like, okay, you have to send it to him so we can actually hear it. Um, so generally I'll, uh, I'll, if I'm recording with an instrument, I'll record that, record that with my, uh, audio interface. I'm, and, you know, I plugged all that up to my computer. Um, I'll work with that a few times. I'll take several takes. If it's MIDI, same deal. Um, I'll mix it a little. There, there, there comes this weird point where if you're working on a specific thing for too long in a day, you really need to step away and listen to it again. So sometimes I'll even uh, I'll do a draft and I just won't do anything with it until the next day. I'll go and listen to it. A lot of the time I was not happy with it, so I had to redo it. Um, uh, and eventually you get to a place where you, you're like, yes, this is good. This is very close to what I'm hearing in my head. And uh, that's generally when I would um, mix it down into whatever format the person wants. WMV's fine. And uh, I would uh, send that to Jedi, for instance, if I'm working with Jedi. And uh, he says yay, nay, says what he does, doesn't like about it. Sometimes that's an easy process of what you both are hearing are is exactly the same, and that's... That's the ideal. That's great if you're both super on the same wavelength. Sometimes you'll get people who are like, no, I don't like all these things that you heard in your head that you liked. No, you got to change all of that because that's not what I'm hearing. And ultimately, you're trying to collaborate with them. So it really can't just be what you're hearing. Sometimes that's got to be changed and be fluid. Ideally, you just have to send them one draft. But, you know, if they don't like it, you start tearing it apart you pick up you make sure you're taking notes too whenever you're uh, showing something to somebody that you're composing for take notes because you need to know exactly what you need to fix when you're going back in your lab or whatever you know what i mean so i would think the challenge would be to you're working on a piece uh, not unlike uh, 
a painting uh, <clears throat> that uh, you, you would change a brush stroke or or uh, or see something different and go back and rework a part of a painting um you would go back and re rework a, a section of a song uh, the challenge i believe would collaborating with a filmmaker would would be in making sure that what you are putting out there is not only and what you are hearing is not only what the filmmaker is hearing, but also what the filmmaker envisions for the film. So there's multi layers uh, of the process. Bailey, we've talked about some of your projects, uh, and and uh, in you've been composing compared to playing uh, for really a short time compared to the number of years that you've been playing an instrument and, and involved with your family band. Talk a little bit about possibly some of the inspiration. I grew up a lot of my life watching a lot of uh, Tim Burton movies with my mom. She got me uh, started on a lot of those. And Danny Elfman, he's he's his go-to composer. Uh, I He's so... like John Williams is fantastic. And I really look to him for uh, a lot of the late motif work in Star Wars. That's such a good study of late motifs, which is those themes that you bring back to uh, call to mind characters or things happening. But uh, Danny Elfman is just like, he, he, he spans so much in what he can do with like a, there's, there's so much whimsy and realism in what he's composing yet it's still silly and fantastical uh so for me he's possibly the com the composer that's had the most impact on me besides possibly koji kondo who's uh composed for um i i, I don't know if you have ever played many video games in your life but uh he's done, he composes for all of the uh, legend of zelda games and pretty pretty much any Nintendo flagship game he's composed for and it's just the things he comes up with it's like you're lit watching a movie it's just so fantastic and, and I th and I think um, uh, a lot of folks especially in my generation who aren't as familiar with gaming industry do not realize uh the complexity of that industry and it truly is it's just uh coincidentally uh today while driving to work i i uh, was listening to a spot uh, on a uh, a psychologist uh, who was talking about doing a psychotherapy with gamers mm. online and the the spot was a debate between uh is this therapy or advocacy for that but uh uh it's just that an added dimension to that whole world uh of gaming and and thanks for t talking about uh, some of those names i think uh, the majority of our listening audience will know who john williams is with the <laughs> boston pops of course and and fame and and uh, hundreds of movies um but those other names are, are i'm not familiar with them uh, i'm sure a lot of the of the our listening audience probably aren't uh as well so thanks for telling us who who those folks are 
uh, it would be great to um, listen to uh, something you're working on or maybe even a, a, a section of a, of a piece that uh, if you get Jedi's permission to, um, to, to do that. Why don't you play something for us as a, 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 an example or a sample of, of something you're working on or something that you have composed. And um, uh, before you start, uh, tell us a little bit about it. So this piece is from Mandy Chambers, um, and it leads up from an emotional reunion between two of the characters near the beginning, and it uh, slowly builds to the main theme. And uh, I think when you take this and you put it together with the piece that this kind of transfers into, it does a really good job of uh, painting a picture of what's to come in the film, like the 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 actors and the editors they're all doing their job to tell the story and the music is doing its job here to tell and frame what's to come um and i think that's this is a good example of that Bailey, that was uh, very interesting. I loved it. So thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I know um, you, you work hard as a musician and, and an artist in doing independent work as well as a lot of work with, with your family band, um, The Dreams of Kings. Uh, you also recently uh, started an enterprise that is very artistic in in nature as well and I'd like for you to talk a little bit about uh, 
uh, roasting coffee. I, I personally have tasted your your blends several several times, and, and I love your coffee, and thank you for doing that. Tell us a little bit about that endeavor. Yeah, sure thing. So, um, I have all I've always been a pretty big fan of coffee for a good chunk of my life. Um, I started out just you know drinking whatever we got at the grocery store. Um, then oddly, I went through this very strange part in my life where I was just like, I just don't like coffee anymore. I just, I would go from drinking like two or three cups a day to just, I didn't have it anymore. Uh, till I realized that what I had been drinking uh, really was kind of just bottom rung what you could get coffee wise. I mean, that's like going to a gas station and getting like a microwave burrito and, uh, comparing that to like authentic Mexican food or something. It's so that got me started in thinking about, uh, roasting coffee. And, uh, my, my mother had this friend who actually started roasting her own coffee. And, um, that got, that just kind of opened a world to me. Like, of course I, I realized coffee is roasted, but I never even really thought about home roasting coffee. Um, couple of years after that I got a, a a really like a popcorn popper from my mother who um you know those whirly pops yeah. that you have like the this arm that you spin and it spins these little tines down on the bottom of a pot uh so I would roast coffee in that for a little while on a, a gas eye and that worked I burned a few <laughs> roasts that way, though. Um, a little bit after that, I got my uh, a, a better roaster. It was an actual coffee roaster for coffee, and it looked it looked like a microwave, but it had a little drum in there, and it worked fine. Um, and here recently, I just got this really nice one. It's right a step down from those big like probat roasters you can uh, get if you've got your own, like a big big roastery business but yeah i just started it it's called um not just started it it's, it's been around for about a year now is uh king's roast coffee and um i'm on it's on facebook uh you should be able to find it if you go to facebook.com slash king's roast or on instagram if you go to king's underscore roast underscore coffee you should be able to find me that way as well but yeah i've been really uh, specializing in um, custom roasted single origin coffee, which what that is is where you get coffee all from one country or one farm even, uh, as opposed to a blend, which is nothing inherently wrong with blends, but it's really fascinating getting to taste specific notes in a... Uh, like a wet processed Ethiopian versus like a wet hulled uh, Sumatran coffee is and finding out how you can change all these variable variables just by roasting them is fascinating. And that's before you ever even do any sort of brewing. You can change so much. And that's been super fascinating to me. So I wanted to really reach out and be able to show people around me what that's like. So that is, and I, uh, that's 
been a huge passion passion of mine. And uh, once again, I, I have enjoyed your um, your coffee beans. We've enjoyed it uh, at uh, the house, and I recommend it. Uh, and you, our listening audience, can uh, find that on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Kings of Roast, and uh, try it out. It's it's great. Back to music. What um, what are you working on um, with um, with your brothers in, in, in Dreams of Kings? Well, um, so like I, I said earlier, we've actually got a, a gig coming up, which actually I think by the time this airs, it will have happened already. So, <laughs> but uh, more large scale, we're wanting to uh, really, through the whole uh, COVID thing, we really saw how doable an avenue concerts were from your home, like via YouTube or Facebook or whatever. So we were wanting to really dig into that for one. And um, actually here soon, we're going to be doing a dedicated uh, website for it. And uh, we're going to be making a new YouTube channel for it and everything, uh, which follow us on uh, Facebook and uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But yeah, that that's where I'm really uh, where we're really wanting to go is uh, not. I mean, real in person gigs are great, and I'm all for it. But there's no reason not to to do this as well because, like, even pre COVID, uh, concert uh, online concerts have been uh, fairly popular, and I I think that's something that we've overlooked for sure and something I want to really take advantage of. I, I think from um, some of the feedback, the Arts Center was one of the early entities to to embrace that early on in COVID and, and put uh, uh, together a, a venue for musicians to, um, to make money. Uh, by doing that, and, and I know they did some early work um, with uh, some folks across the country as well as here, and I believe your band participated in in that uh, uh, project. Um, where can um, where can we hear some of your music? Right. So right now, uh, we don't have it up, but we will be uh, putting some music up on the uh, aforementioned YouTube channel, uh, which again, follow us on Facebook and uh, we'll keep you updated there. We're also working on, um, we're looking at not just YouTube. We wanna really uh, distribute where we can, but we don't have anything right uh, as of recording this, but uh, yeah, follow us and uh, we'll keep, keep you updated there. That sounds great, and thank you for being with us on this first episode of Arts Spoken, produced by the Athens Area Council for the Arts. My guest has been Bailey Dufty, member of Dreams of King and uh, coffee roaster extraordinaire. This is G. David Brown. On behalf of the Athens Area Council for the Arts, thank you for being with us. It's been a pleasure. 